0: We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. So, you're all welcome to the month of answered prayer. And as you spend time in devotion with God, you will experience answered prayers in all areas of your life in the name of Jesus. And those areas that look as if you've been praying those prayers for a long time, it looked as if the answers are not yet coming, or you have a revelation, you have dreams. And did that in those dreams, they said the Lord said, "I have done it." But you look around; you are not seeing it. So people have told you this is what the Lord told them, but He's not seeing it today. All those things will be brought into reality, to physical manifestation. Every hindrance will be taken away in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, and I keep hearing that that voice all the time. And I pray that would be our reality in Jesus' name. But sometimes the reality in life is that sometimes in life we may experience certain situations and circumstances that defile simple understanding and faith, that defiles the reality you have prayed. And sometimes when that, those kind of things happen, it shakes our faith. It does shake our faith. Now, the, let's go back one slide. Sir. The title, the Bible passage the Lord gave us is, uh, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and and we honor him. And that will be your reality in Jesus' name. But as we say, sometimes in reality, we might look at it, okay, these things are there in the Bible, but sometimes you look at it and you look as if it's not following that particular order. You've prayed, you waited upon the Lord, you received you received, um, you received, know, different confirmation from different people that you prayed together, and it look as if it is not happening. So today, I want to quickly, in this month of answer prayer, I want to quickly give us a review, five uh, biblical examples of people that go through that and we'll learn one or two things from them. And I believe and I pray that will be doers and not just hearers alone. The five people that I want us to learn from this morning is this afternoon, actually, is Ezekiah, Anna, the church, Joshua, and Jabez. Those are the five people. Let's quickly learn some few things in their life because these lot have typical experiential experience of answered prayer. How do they do it, what happened? Can we learn one or two things? Now, before we go on to that, I also want to encourage us that while you pray, make sure you're giving testimonies. And thanks for the, those that gave the, uh, the write-up after the Bible study on Thursday about testimony. Testimony is very, very important. Testimony will surely boost the faith of other people. That have actually, and it's not just the hand that I was doing; I was looking for this, and eventually it's what. Happened. No, it is the process. So people can learn from the process because the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you've done it for one, He can do it for all. And the Lord bless us as we give testimonies in Jesus. And the first person i want to mention is Ezekiah King Ezekiah in Second Kings twenty one to six. I'll read quickly. I'll bring us a few things there. The Bible says in those days, Ezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, the Lord actually sent him and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Ezekiah then turned his face to the water and prayed to the Lord. He said, remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion, and I've done what is good in your eyes, Ezekiah wept bitterly before the Lord. Before Isaiah, before Isaiah left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him again and said, go back and tell Ezekiah the ruler of my people. This is what the Lord, the God of your father, David says, I have heard your prayer and I've seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord and will add 15 years to your life and I will deliver you and this city from the hands of the king of Azariah. I will defend the city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. What happened there? Ezekiah was sick unto to death and to worsen the matter as sick as he was. The Lord sent prophet Isaiah to go and inform him that this sickness that you are, See, you are not recovering from it. It will lead to death. So, but what did Ezekiah do? Because this is a prophet. It's like, let me give you an example. It's like the, it's like geo. I don't want to mention it, but let's say the topmost geo that you know, maybe back home and all of that, come to you and you are praying and you are praying and sick. And they call you and say, this is what the Lord said. You know, some people immediately, they start doing their will. They just start preparing their will. You know, if this man of God has said it, there's that, no reversal. It just has to happen. But Ezekiah did not do that because he knows that there's a God that answered prayer. There's a Lord that can change things. There's a Lord that wants us to communicate with him as a father to a son. Ezekiah just left prophet Isaiah. He faced, he looked at the world Say, said, God, you, I cannot die. Look at the way I have served you faithfully. When he got the message, he didn't waste time thinking about resigning to faith or how to put his house in order. Instead, Ezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed, reminding God how he had walked with him from his youth and know what happened. Before he left the king's palace, God answered Ezekiah's uh, prayer. Remember what the Bible says. See, all you need to do is just hold on and anchor to the word of God. The word of God said, I believe the word of God was thinking about is that I will not die, believe. I will live to proclaim the name of the Lord in the land of the living, that the dead cannot praise God. And before uh, the prophet Isaiah left the place, as he was still in the heart of God, they must turn around. That is the answer to that prayer. So what can we learn? And the Lord added 15 years. What can we learn from this episode? First, The first thing we can learn is, see, for Ezekiah to have that immediate thought of praying when he receives such news of death, even when he was still sick, it means that he must have an existing relationship with God. And he knew his God. He knew his God. He knew that he doesn't have to start begging the man of God. He, all he needs to do is go to his God. He knew his God. Daniel 11, 30, 32 says that those that knew their God will be strong and do exploits. He knew his God. He knew that if he can go to God using his word, the Lord is merciful, that mercy will prevail over judgment. And also, he also proved to us that God's, promise to answer us whenever we call that there's therefore now no condemnation to those that are in christ when you go to him regardless even when your heart condemns you god is greater than your heart shout hallelujah another thing to take note is that ezekiel did not indulge himself in self-pity when he when he got the news he quickly, how many of us that when people just call you, just got one message or somebody just call you, ah, sister, brother, I had this dream about you. And immediately you start panicking. Because you once they tell you that, even when you yourself receive that, say, maybe that's uh, evil dreams and all of that. Instead of you to just check it with the word of God and say, you know what? I, I cast you down. That is not my portion. But what do we, so sometimes people just go into panic frenzy. But Ezekiah did not do that. And for him to be bold and boldly called to go and just turn away from the serpent of God and just turn to the wall. You know, prophet Isaiah. <laughs> you know, you know the prophet that gave him that that uh, that message is a you know he gave one of the, the strongest prophecies about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. His word is like. I don't want to say they are here and amen because they are not. It's only Jesus who are here and amen. But it is with somebody that when he speaks, then the Lord changes. it. The Lord said the same person to go and tell him. So what are we going to? So, brother, what can we learn from that as we move on? Very quickly? Number one, save God while you have the opportunity and be faithful. Save God. Ezekiah was able to turn to God because he was able to recount what he has done. Say, God, I have done this. Save God when you have the opportunity. Don't wait till the day where problem comes. Because challenges of life will always come. That is just life. Either you are good or bad. It doesn't matter. Challenges will come to everybody. But save God while you have the chance. Number two, remind God sometimes of your faithfulness. God has been faithful for you. Why? Because He promised that is in His word. Then also pray for the impossible and expect answers. Don't limit God in your own understanding. Just pray for the impossible. I know people that you know they've told them that this person cannot marry this person, this one cannot marry me, and you know what? They I'm not saying that's the best. They eventually they prayed, and the Lord turned around things, and before and they live, they live very happy together. So that is the first person that we learn. The second person that we want to learn from, as the first lesson from answer prayer, is Anna. Now, this is a very, very good. So I just picked some few verses from that, but you can read everything else when, you, when your own time. There was a certain woman from Ramatan, a Suvite from a hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jervan, the son of Elihu and the son of Tohu, the son of Suv, and Ephraimite, he had two wives. One was called Anna and the other Penina. Penina had children, but Anna had none because the Lord had closed Anna's womb. And a rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. Right, Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Anna took up now. Early the priest was sitting and said, I'm, I'm going to come back to... Uh, into into those stories, we all know that. So this is a man called Ekanah. He had two wives. One is called Anna. The other one is called Penina. Now the situation in the house was that you know in a house where there are polygamy, there's always there's always rivalry. There's always strife. Now Ekanah loved Anna more, but Anna was childless. The Bible said the Lord closed his womb. Now somebody will be saying, "Well, God does not do it. But why would God close his womb?" And we will be seeing the reason eventually. That's because the Lord is preserving that womb for a great prophet. And so there are so many things that happens that we don't know. God was preparing that womb for a great thing to happen. Because God has seen at that point the eyes of Eli, the way and the student, the way they are doing the priesthood. And God is preparing that womb to give birth to a giant in faith. So now, to top you off, this woman will never give up. The Bible says every year, she will go to Shiloh, where they go every year. She will sit down there and will pray. She will never stop. She never stopped praying to God. She never accused God for anything, but she kept being faithful. She kept being faithful. Yes and yes and years passed everybody was seeing revelation say the Lord say you have baby the Lord say you have somebody that gave but this thing was not forthcoming Then one day when after she looked when everybody's gone she's just stayed they say God and she stopped with me. God you will do it because the rivalry was too much, Penina was making her life hell. People were judging her. People were saying so many things behind her. But that day she wept. And the Lord stepped in. The Lord stepped in at that point. The prophet saw and said, the, the man of God saw and said, what were you doing? Everyone is going, you are still here. Are you drunk? He said, ah. she did not get angry. Say, said, I'm not drunk, my Lord. I'm not drunk. I'm just, and the prophet said, the Lord answer your prayer. And she's been pray- he's been praying for her for a long time. Everybody has been praying for her, but that was the day. The Bible says in verse uh, 10, 11, in her deep anguish, Anna prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's ministry and remember me and not forget your servant and give her a son, then I will give to him, I'll give to the Lord for all the days of his life. No razor will ever be used on his head. Next verse. Early the next morning, they arose and worshiped before the Lord and they went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife Anna and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Anna became pregnant and that would be your portion in the name of Jesus. Those of you that are waiting upon the Lord, I declare you will never be too late in the name of Jesus. The Lord will remember Amen. you. The Lord has been preparing your womb Amen. for a great servant for Samuel. And the Lord will do it in the name of Jesus, according to time of life. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the lord for him now i want to fast forward how many of you can remember even one of penina's name and children nobody even that anna she had five kids after samuel who remembers them today nobody remembers their name because the lord is preparing that womb for a great servant of god samuel and that will be your portion in the name of jesus so, what lesson can we learn from Anna's uh, uh, own testimony here? It is a time of sorrow, is not the time to abandon God. A time of need, a time where you look and see prayer is not being answered. You look and see the things are defiled. Everybody's receiving their testimonies here and there and all of that. It is not the time to say, you know what? I think I've just fed up. Why do I need to even keep saying? You know, sometimes we do that. It's not the time to give up. It's not the time to give up. I think I remember a small, a, 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 a small story. A dog, a, a pig and an elephant, the boats trying to get pregnant. They, I think they said they, they, from that story, if I can remember very well, the, the pig got pregnant. And before uh, two, three months, the kid gave birth to like 20, like 16 kids, another before another one. And was looking at the elephant, what's wrong with this elephant? You've been pregnant for how many months? Because elephant's pregnant, I think it's more than a year or close to 18 months. I'm not sure now. But I know it's a long time. But eventually, when they interview the elephant, elephant said, let's see, what he carry, what he carry is an elephant. It's not a pig. Because when she only give birth to that elephant, the whole world will know that it's an elephant. The elephant will shake the world. And the elephant does not live two, three months and get killed. It lives for a long time. It's all wisdom. And every part of elephant is useful. the thirsty. Everything is really useful. And that is to tell you that the Lord is preserving you for something great. That is not the time to start accusing God. When in sorrow, in anguish, in pain, in bitterness, pour all your soul to God. That's another lesson. Just like Anna did. Tell it to the Lord. There's nothing that you can not tell God. Anything you can tell your spouse, anything you can t- you can tell, just tell him the way it comes to your heart. The Bible says, just we say, I think we said it today already, that we do not have a high priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infant. That thing you are going through, how you feel, tell it like Hannah did. Say, God, this is it. And also make a vow. Make a vow to the Lord. Let it be about the Lord, not about you. Let it be about Him. Let it be about him. So, if you can do this, Lord, this is for you. This don't make it be about so that you can people can call you, give you the oh, you are. The, this is the dumb son or the daughter of so so so. No, let it be about the Lord. And also, desperate situation calls for desperate action. Make, make a vow to the Lord and keep your vow. And the, that is the few lessons we can learn from uh, the story of. And I'm very sure that others think we can. Uh, we can learn from that, but those are the few ones because of time. The next one is the church. The church. So talking about answer prayer. What happened here? Now I'm not gonna go through that one. You can read it when you when you uh, later, act 12, 1 to 17. You can record it down. What happened here was that King Herod arrested James and killed James. You know, James he just arrested him and just killed James and nothing happened. The Bible said he pleased the Jews. And because he saw that he pleased the Jews, there was no protest. Then the church was just mourning. They said, oh, how can he do that? That is not right. Because he pleased the Jews, the Bible says he also took Peter and put him in prison and was about to execute Peter. So Peter was shamed in the midst, in the middle of two soldiers about to be executed. So the church came to their senses. Then the Bible says that prayer was offered continuously to God for Peter. Incessant prayer was offered. And you know what? God stepped in. God stepped in, answered prayer. There is power in that prayer of unity, in that corporate prayer that we pray as a church. One of the greatest things that we can do as a church is to come together, Every now and again and call individuals' name, individuals' family, and pray for ourselves. We do it corporately and we do it individually. There is power in that because the Bible says, anything you agree together on this that it is or will be established in heaven. The church was sleeping before, they were just mourning. That why, why would they take James? Why would they kill James? Nothing happened. If they don't pray, they will now kill Peter as well. But the Bible says, prayer were offered without seizing they were not they were not mocking about they were not messing about they said you know what this man the bible says the act of the king is in the hand of the lord and he directed where he wants if we don't pray he will kill peter and that's what will happen because the lord has given the rulership of this world to men so they prayed they push they pray until something happened so what can we learn from this situation Push. Pray, keep praying. There are three possibilities when you pray. God can tell you yes. God can tell you wait, and God can say no. No, it's also an answer because God knows some. God will have something better for you. But if you have not had that, God have not told you that He has something better for you. What do you do? Keep praying. Keep asking till your joy is full. Keep praying. Desperate situation require desperate action. Don't be lazy in prayers. Don't let people be they, running after you before you join prayer meetings. I know we pray for like 50, 30 minutes or 45 minutes on Tuesdays, but we still need to pray more. We can never over pray. Prayer itself is a door that will go into your future and open doors for you. You are banking prayers. Some of, us, some of you, the prayer you are enjoying today is the prayer that your, your families or your, your fathers or generation have prayed in the time past. And you need to also sow prayers into the future for your own generation, for your own children. You have to carry on the flu. We cannot overpray. Brethren, we cannot overpray. See, there's one of our father we invite for PUSH, Pastor, okay, we still spoke to him this morning. One of the things he says, is that, Pastor Davis, this PUSH program is really great. but Why can we be doing PUSH 45 minutes, 30 minutes? He said, we need three hours minimum. I said, ah, in UK, three hours. Three hours. <laughs> he said, ah. He said, Pastor, it's, you, 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 it's the that you UK that is doing that. They say our people, they will do it. I said, ah, well, we pray that the Lord will just touch the heart of a people. Before it is 30 million people, some people are already logging off. Pray. It's because, yeah, you have better life. But, yeah, when you work so much and one month, your salary is only only able to buy one, one, one bag of uh, rice. And you look, and there's no, then you will know you will will need you will need prayers. That even before you get light to do something, you have to pray and fast. Thank God for God. But we need to pray. The church carry on praying. So please keep praying because God has promised us He will answer our prayer quickly because of time. Number four is Joshua. Joshua. Now, the fourth example is Joshua. See the Joshua one is a very strong one. On this, see the, what happened is that in, let me just summarise it. See the the five kings, this king, five strong kings, the kings of Amorite, they decided to attack Gibeon because these Gibeonites, they form an alliance. We you know the word with the children of Israel, and so the Gibeonites asked Joshua, say Joshua, please come to our aid. So Joshua just assembled all his mighty men. The Bible said they went to war and they they, they were fighting and they were prosecuting the war of God and they were killing a lot of these kings, the lot of the armies of the Amorite. But it was getting dark. And if it got dark, if they go back, those guys will reassemble the following day to get more army. You know what Joshua did? The Bible says, uh on that day the Lord gave the Amorite over to Israel. Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of the Easter, Son, stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on his enemy, as it is written in the book of Joshua. The Bible said that thing has never happened before, and that thing has never happened after. That is what happened when we pray. The laws of nature can be suspended. I know people that they've called and told them no. Some of our people here that have told they've said no, we cannot do this. We can't give you this job, we can't give you this college, we can't be, and they we prayed and they called them back and said, What were we thinking before? No, no, this is yours. There's nothing. See, the law of nature was suspended. The law of nature was suspended. I told you my own the, the, the little testimony a couple of months ago. I needed to try, I was called urgently, needed to travel to leadership conference back home. And my passport was expired, but I have to go because the need come. And you cannot, the, all the airlines and all of that, even people that buy buying selling tickets say, you cannot go with this. I say, you know what? God has called me. I have to go. I went with that one. And I, you all know the testimony that go. And some people even look at that and we have families that they, they are applying for, they are working with, and they needed to go and do a test and all of that. But because the time does not, they would not have enough time between them. to. And they say, ah, you know what? We link on to that testimony that you give. We pray unto the Lord, we're going to do the same thing. It was a big risk because without it, you will not be given. And they did it. You only took five days and they were granted. Now, I'm not saying you should go and do that. Yeah, we don't tempt God. But because that was that was an emergency. That was a need. God suspended the law of nature so that Joshua can prosecute the war of the law. So what can we learn from this situation? God is reliable. God, we always answer our prayers whenever we call up. That's not, you see, don't think for God. I was telling some of the, some people recently, I said, do you know that and then when they were thinking of, oh, we're going to go and borrow this money, get this money, get this money, and go and buy this. Do you know that in this country you can buy your house for cash? Oh, some people say, how can that happen? Well, God, I've done it before several times, and God is doing it again. But if you start reasoning we got with our little brain that cannot carry the capacity, you see, it's our, our, our testimony is limited. Sometimes can be limited by, by the capacity of our faith. And our ignorance also can limit the capacity of our... So there's nothing you're going to ask God that we didn't. account. We're not saying to tempt God. But is there anything that is too hard for the Lord to do? Just trust in him. If he can suspend the law of nature so that people can prosecute the world of God, what is it that you can ask God that we not do? And finally, because of time, is Jabez. We all know the story of Jabez. Jabez, the Bible says, was more honorable than his brothers. His mother has named him Jabez, saying, I have gave birth to him in pain. So Jabez was called uh, sorrow. Jabez cried out, the mother named name because I gave birth to him. Look at the life of this young man. He was more honorable, but they name him sorrows. Anytime he was playing football and they want him to pass the ball, say, Sorrow, pass the ball. Anytime he wants to say, Sorrow, come and eat. So everywhere they they just call him sorrow and sorrow. And you see, you know, just people call him sorrow and sorrow and sorrow and sorrow. This man said, No, I cannot carry on like this. The Bible said, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel that you will bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from arms so that I'll be free from pain. And God granted his request. What is your request this morning, this afternoon? The Lord will grant it in the name of Jesus. The Lord, yeah. Just tell the Lord, what is that your request? That's nothing too difficult for the Lord to do. That is nothing you're going to ask my God that will dent his accounts. My God is a generous giver. That's nothing. You just need to believe and have faith. Sorrow followed this man everywhere because of his name. But the Bible says he prayed and the Lord granted his request. And I pray today as we pray now, the Lord will grant your request in the name of Jesus.